millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. But... But, you know, we're really, and for us, we're not really even into political season, right? And we're getting crowds like this. We were all over, over the last couple of weeks. We like to troll. We like to go the night before one of their primaries. We just, we do a little trolling. It's called, we do a little trolling. (laughs) Bernie Sanders was very upset. Why would he be there? Why, why? Because I want to win. I want to keep everybody happy. Guess that's a good reason.
America great again. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Hit the wrong button. (laughs) All right. Good evening, everyone. And, of course, welcome back to another exciting episode of Friday Night Livestream. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and tonight I am pleased to be joined by a young man, maybe not even a young man, he just looks like a normal man to me, (laughs) Uh, an American citizen living in Russia now for, looks like the foreseeable future. Uh, We'll ask him about his plans, but his name is Tim Kirby, and Tim has been a member of the media actually working in Russia, and I learned about this guy a couple months ago because he had me on his show, and I said this would make a really interesting conversation, especially given the current context of the special military operation and, of course, the rest of the world moving to the uh, boogeyman narrative with Vladimir Putin and the Russian people. This will be a nice bookend to Tucker's interview with Putin. I'll have to ask him if he ever thinks he could interview Putin because I feel like that would be the coup de grace. Pretty interesting stuff. Anyways, I'm excited to talk to Tim. I hope you guys are excited to meet him. If you wouldn't mind, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. Uh, Please help us out by sharing the show. Thank you so much to NX17, who says, uh, love the dancing Trump. I I love the dancing Trump, too. I think it's, like, one of the coolest things. It humanizes him. And I was really surprised. Like, when I first started doing it, somebody was like, whoever that jerk is dancing on screen, it's really annoying. And I was like, um, excuse me, that's POTUS. I don't know how they feel now. Maybe they changed it. Anyways, hit the like button, share the show, hang out with us, and get ready. Sit back, grab your popcorn. We're going to be right back after this. It's Tim Rush, Tim Kirby, Russia. Drivers are being warned. 
high fuel prices are on the way, not only because oil prices around the world are up, but because there are more cars on the road now that winter is over. The country's average cost for a gallon of gas rose to $3.15 a gallon, and an increase of more than 20% compared to pre-2020 prices. What's worse, experts say these gas prices could head a lot higher. Now that's why tens of thousands of drivers are beating the greedy oil companies by spending less at the pump with this amazing little device. This magical device is an intelligent fuel saver that easily installs and helps reprogram your vehicle to lower fuel consumption. This small and lightweight gadget helps increase fuel efficiency by as much as 25%, power by as much as 35%, and torque by as much as 25%. The first month alone supports the cost of the device itself. You can experience the incredible fuel savings it offers at an exclusive 50% off discount right now by going to my special website, ReduceMyFuel.com. Plus, you can try it risk-free for a full 60 days through their safe and secure website. Don't miss out on this exclusive offer right now. Unlock 50% off and get free shipping at ReduceMyFuel.com. Once again, that's ReduceMyFuel.com. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And please join me in welcoming our guest for this evening, Tim Kirby. Tim, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm pretty good. I had an American football match today, a little uh, scrimmage preseason action, which uh, always makes me feel good, but I can never sleep, which is awesome because it made staying up <laughs> to be with you very easy tonight. So I'm feeling good, feeling tough. Excellent. I blocked really well. Uh, well, I did definitely want to thank you very much because you are literally on the other side of the world. What's the time difference? Yeah. Is it 11 hours? Uh, I think it works out. It's eight in winter and seven in summer because okay. there's no daylight savings time here. Oh. So, oh, right on. I guess I I don't I wasn't aware of that. So, okay, well that that uncomplicates things in just a little no. bit. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I really like it. I've never quite understood the daylight savings time thing. There's a whole um group of theories as to like why certain industries prefer it. Uh, I'm not aware of that, but I know it's just easier not dealing with it. Well, you just piqued my interest there because I never thought about a possible conspiracy surrounding the implementation of daylight savings time. But I could totally see that being some sort of like corporate dog whistle for uh, for getting more money into the system. I always just thought it was about making sure we had as much daylight as possible so we could enjoy it. Well, I think it came about for America during, was it World War One? So it had to do with increasing production. Okay. So there is this, like, production economic side to it. Not so much a, we don't want the kids to walk to school in the dark thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> that that would be, uh, like, the ultimate altruistic reason. But, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> well, yeah, that doesn't happen all that often, though. All right. So, well, listen, very rarely. Tim, Tim, I, I want to give the audience an introduction to you. First of all, you were born in America, correct? Correct. Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. Okay, awesome. As, as you can see. <laughs> yes. My my fiance is from Alliance. So I spent a Oh, couple, wow. Yeah, spent oh. a couple of years there in Ohio. We uh we lived in uh in Kent for a while and then we bought a house yeah. down here in Florida. So that's why we're here now. But Yeah, I almost went to Kent State. I chose the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. Maybe that was a good idea, maybe that was a bad idea. Kent was sort of my number 2, so almost. So here's the ultimate test uh, as to whether your educational experience was worth the finances or not. Uh, mm. Does your degree serve you in any way in your day-to-day life? Well, I'll put it this way. Because there's a massive lawsuit going on against my university, uh, I'm going to say no. Uh, <laughs> because they promised us that there was a 90% job placement rate. Ooh. And that didn't happen. 
I didn't get placed into some like cushy white collar graphic design job. Uh, is knowing graphic design that's the degree I got? Is it just really useful in life in general? Yeah, yeah. it is. Although we were kind of just talking about AI before this, and uh, yeah, AI might be uh, putting a little bit of a dent uh, into the value of designers. Uh, but uh, it's a, it's a good skill to have. It's just not a good skill to pay sixty four thousand dollars for. Definitely. So yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, I actually think that they also vastly um. Like you can essentially teach someone the fundamentals of design in one year and then maybe do something where they're kind of like maybe like the basically the best thing I did during my college time was we. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Best performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. We had this period where they would uh, like basically have us like work as interns but still be in college yeah and that taught so much more 
uh, I could have been out the door in two years and be just as good after four years. So I think there was a little bit of trying to milk people for money uh, involved in all that. But um, but but uh, anyways, yeah. But I would say design is always valuable because, like um, you were mentioning, uh, my thing that makes me sort of unique is I'm kind of the only real major um, American figure in the Russian media. It's sort of me, and that's about it. So, so uh, you know, it, it does help knowing that stuff for the media. So what was it that took you to Russia initially? Well, since your audience is a lot smarter uh, and not Russian, this is kind of weird, because usually for Russians, I have to get in this whole, like, uh, explanation of certain factors. I don't have to explain to you guys. So, you know what Cleveland's like? It's the ghetto. Yeah. You grow up in the ghetto, you're not a very happy camper. And there are a couple things that happened to me that I took very personally. Uh, one of those was right after the Columbine shooting. Uh, they gathered, they put together like a piece of, uh, sorry, wrong language. They put together a list of uh, people who would potentially commit this kind of act. And who is the person they would profile for the Columbine shooting? Uh, like white guy, introvert, trench coat, listens to heavy metal, all that stuff. I even had a trench coat, okay? Yeah. Uh, and so the uh, cops raided my house at night, and basically when they came to the door, my parents were like, hey, where's your warrant, uh, sir? And it was like, well, I can go back and get a warrant, and then I'll destroy everything in your house. Wow. Or we can do this the nice way. So we chose doing it the nice way, but I kind of never forgot that. Sure. Uh, there was also a time where I basically got uh, an out-of-school suspension for being white because they had, like, a racial quota. And during a lesson where a black a female a student said, fuck you, directly to the teacher, I used the word hell, and they just nabbed me. And uh, basically, long story short is uh they gave me an out-of-school suspension however uh because everyone is a retard uh where i'm from i just showed up anyways <laughs> what they didn't know they <laughs> uh no i think they didn't really have a good mechanism to like inform people or stuff because <laughs> basically like you know i was kind of i kind of saw myself on the path the pathway out of the ghetto the pathway to college and i was like you know what i'm not going to take zero because when you get an out-of-school suspension the thing is you get zeros on everything right yeah. and i was like you know what? i'm not doing this um just just not going to do this. I'm just going to show up and see what happens. And nothing. No one did anything. So although there were no repercussions to that, um, the, the attitude of the people who were like the two people who were the sort of, I don't really even know who they were because it wasn't the principal, but I don't know. There was two people I had to talk to about this incident mm -hmm. and they were both white and they were kind of like talking to me, like, could you just be a bro about this? But in a very, remember in a like, very sort of L? like hope, hmm? like Pardon? take, take the L just be cool yeah, and take kind the of like in a, a very like a homeowners association meeting way of expressing it. Uh, I, I, my uh, acting skills are not up to par, sir. But it would, you know, it was basically that like, you know, it would be really good if you would do this for us. You know, why do you want to fight this? Isn't this going to make your life just harder? Like that kind of, uh, again, very, of course, very soft and very lispy. Of course, <laughs> lispy. And it's kind of, um, a few, those are kind of maybe the two most major incidents, mm -hmm. but it definitely put a kind of, um, uh, the, the, it essentially, uh, vaccinated me, uh, <laughs> against, um, wokeness because mm -hmm. I am from a black neighborhood. And, uh, guess which part of America got wokeness first? 
Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> that hit uh, Black America first like a sledgehammer. All the social problems that you see that are becoming actually global, uh, the death of the family and all that due to yeah. uh, due to feminism, that men are toxic and evil and all that other stuff, it was all, uh, I, don't, I wouldn't want to say tested on. It, it feels like there was a test run, but w- for whatever reason, it happened to Black America first. No, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. I mean, it was a slow rollout, and I do think that they tested that on Black America first, you know, separation of the family, uh, you know, uh, like perpetual impoverishment, uh, you know, putting uh, welfare programs into the inner city first. I mean, they basically made people dependent on the state, separated the family so that there would be no fathers, put the fathers in jail, you know, put the mothers in jail if you can, give uh, the children to the grandparents. And and that really has spread out to the rest of the nation. I mean, like, I would say it goes even further than the idea of, you know, just like the the diversity, equity and inclusion that we see right now. I mean, because really, this is like the first stages of uh, of of a socialized government system, you know, I mean, ensuring yeah. that people have to depend upon the state if they're even going to survive. And that's basically where America is right now. I mean, I think a lot of people have woken up to this. A lot of people see it for what it is. They've rejected the sort of left wing indoctrination. But I mean, the problems are all pervasive and we're mm-hmm. going to take a lot of hard work to kind of undo all of that. Well, yeah, and I can tell you just tell you one thing I want to mention your audience is, uh, like sometimes people have tried to convince me that, like, maybe fatherhood doesn't matter and divorces should be more acceptable. I can tell you what, man, of all the black guys I grew up with, there was a sort of 25% that did have fathers. That's where you get all the chefs, uh, lawyers, uh, scientists, like, that's where you get all the successful guys come from that group. And then the other 75%, uh, is where you get some of the negative stereotypes from. In fact, sure. the one kid who actually went to my crappy, terrible high school full of, uh, drugs on every corner, uh, actually worked on one of the NASA rovers. Wow. So, uh, he actually ruined it because I could say that maybe I was the most famous person from my particular <laughs> high school, but not, uh, he beat me as, uh, the uh, African-American uh, lead engineer on uh, which one was it? One of the ones that happened like two or three years ago. Not the one so, that right before over. I got permanently banned for life from Facebook. That was like <laughs> the last thing I got to see. And now I don't get to have contact with anyone because my phone number is cursed and I cannot make a new Facebook account. So oh, gosh, um, <laughs> I'm essentially dead to all my all the people I went to high school with. So, so, so sorry. Uh, what sorry, year was it friends, when, if when you're you, watching? What year was it mm-hmm. when you left America? Uh, 2000 and f- from 2004 to 2006, I served in the U.S. Peace Corps in Kazakhstan because uh, I kind of wanted to test the waters of what it's like living overseas. And I really liked it. And so I went back to America, worked at a printing factory for some time, not that much time, I think like half a year. And I got enough money to uh, uh, enroll at a mo- university in Moscow, but just use that time to look for a job here. And um, that that back then, that was easier to find a job as a foreigner. Everything was easier. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill which may never exist. But believe it or not, I may have found the next best thing. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviewers can't be wrong. Simply place your order now to get 51% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com. www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Um, and I really, really super mega lucked out 
and kind of made my way into the video games industry by pure chance. So did you already speak any amount of Russian or did you learn that by moving to Russia and, you know, kind of self-integrating? Well, with Peace Corps, uh, they gave us three months of preparation. It was um, like uh, you either did Russian intensive and uh, Kazakh passive or Kazakh intensive Russian passive. That was those were your choices. And so I chose the uh, Russian intensive route. So we had three months of training with like language four or five times a week or whatever it was. And then after that, they had a sort of a monthly fund you could take money from. So the first two years I was in Kazakhstan, I did put devote a lot of time to it. But to be honest, uh, you know, kind of working at an office and dating a lot of russian women unsuccessfully uh that's where you really learn how to speak russian because <laughs> you have to tell her how to go f herself somehow you know man <laughs> i can see that i can see how that would be definitely be an, a necessity uh, yeah okay so when you when you moved there uh okay so you you went to the peace corps you came back to america and then you went and got yourself settled in it, w- yeah. what's the process for for moving to russia i mean did you Im- only apply for some sort of a work visa or did you immediately begin the process of like trying to gain citizenship okay well here's the thing is uh, a lot has changed uh, over this 15 starting to get closer to like 20 years so everything is different so my experience is maybe even kind of bad to talk about because it only confused people mm-hmm. as it stands today can western people immigrate to russia in any simple or fair way no just flat no okay. you have to be married to a russian citizen and as of recently now have a kid so apparently you could get married and if uh, she isn't that fertile or you're not that fertile uh you could be in a lot of trouble because you'll come over here and never be given uh the one of the residencies. so essentially it goes from being here on a visa of some type to um uh temporary residency to permanent residency, to citizenship. That's the pathway. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, the temporary residency lasts three years. So after a year and a half, you can apply for the next one. Permanent residency lasts five years. After two and a half, you can apply for citizenship. So all in all, if you really go kind of like balls to the wall, you could maybe get citizenship in like four and a half years or five years or something like that, which didn't really work out um, in my case. It took a long time and the signature of a, of a Mr. Putin. So <laughs> my my citizenship came from a... A little bit, let's just put it this way, a more unusual route. Um, but, uh, yeah, so essentially that's one of the reasons why I've created this program. It's called uh, American Villages in Russia, where if people really want to, they can uh, buy a house uh, in Russia and do the basically in the Moscow region. And the governor uh, promised uh, that he would give people uh, um, a spot in the migration quota. What's the migration quota, you might ask? I was going to uh, say how reason- refreshing to hear that there even is a quota. <laughs> yes. So for every region of, region of Russia, there's a quota for how many people from all over the world could immigrate without having some sort of justification because i mentioned being married right if you're married and now have a kid that's a justification so you don't have to worry about the quota Mm. okay in the past it was just being married uh there's a few other things but they're all very rare and unlikely like needing asylum or something like that yeah except people like online think that that's something easy to do Uh, i'll put it this way try like in a court of law to prove that you are actually really the victim of um uh, like you know harassment or like that you're julian assange mm-hmm. you know what i mean 
Like, it is not an easy thing to do, and people don't understand that. Uh, well, because uh, American bureaucracy and Russian bureaucracy are very different. Like, in American bureaucracy, it's, um, you usually sign, to the best of my, uh, uh, to the best of my knowledge, I say that this information is true, and you sign your name. Mm-hmm. That doesn't exist in Russia. You are, you're guilty until proven innocent. Mm-hmm. So you go up to them and say, I need asylum. Prove it, asshole. <laughs> that's more the way they sort of do things here. Well, so I, w- it I was going to say incredibly difficult. I was mm-hmm. going to say our mutual friend, uh, uh, John Mark Dugan, who, who exactly. like, he clearly was a target. I mean, he escaped the United States, but only he only has permanent residency. Uh, he He's not a citizen, you know, and I believe he yeah. wants to become a citizen. But I mean, as far as I know, he's just, you know, living there as an American living in Moscow. So well, I. Well, I think that's a timing thing because I think he only got permanent residency maybe like a year ago. Exactly. He still has to wait probably another year and a half before he can file for uh, citizenship. And as someone, especially as someone who really can't go back to the United States, I would really, uh, next time I see him, uh, although I did see him a few days ago, uh, I'll tell him like, dude, definitely do the citizenship thing. Absolutely. Definitely. Because once you have citizenship, you're kind of safe. Because uh, with permanent residency, if you commit three crimes, even three minor crimes, Goodbye, deported. And that's the difference between uh, Russia and the West. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it's like people can basically do whatever they want here without any fear of reprisal from the law. Oh, yeah, here's, mean, here's the opposite. Yeah, totally, totally different. Um, yeah. Okay. So so what's your what's your overall feeling about life in Russia? I mean, obviously, we talked about a couple of very different uh, circumstances, you know, the West compared to the East uh, in terms of, you know, the process and stuff. But I mean, what about your, your daily life? I mean, you know, I, I know that where I'm living, it's it's safe, it's secure. I don't really got to worry about anything. But I know that could change pretty drastically if I go to, you know, perhaps a, another 20 or 30 miles away. I mean, life in Russia in general, I mean, is it pretty good? Well, my opinion here might be kind of biased, of course, as someone who, you know, uh, makes a lot of uh, material, both in English and Russia, about the country, right? And especially the material I make in English, a lot of it relates to, like, travel and going around the country. Obviously, I have a very positive view of things. Sure. But what I can tell you is from my experiences, like, with um, Western, let's just put a Western foreigner, generic Western foreigner. If they're forced to be here, like a Snowden or someone who came here from work, generally Western people do not like it here. However, if you're here by choice, that's another thing. Um, and if you sort of live here, like there's a lot of the stuff that Tucker Carlson in his sort of, uh, cause I even told people on my channel, Tim Kirby, Russia, hardcore on telegram, find it. Um, I told people that like, look, the real most important thing is I know the interview is important, but all the little videos of all the stuff he did of going to the subway station. Oh, this is something you haven't heard anywhere. This is the first time you'll hear it. He went to the Kiev sky subway station, the Kiev subway station where all the murals had ukrainian people on them oh he did but no one he didn't know he didn't understand that no one's mentioned it that's that's for your audience revealing the secrets here um no i'm I'm uh, sorry but i mean that that's in russia but or did or was he in donbass or something no, no, no. That was in Moscow. Okay. See, there's a there. See, that's the diff. One of the main things. Well, the Russians took him to that specific station as a little bit of a troll. Oh. Why? Because the Ukrainians want to destroy everything related to Russia. And Every the- Pushkin statue has to be destroyed. I got you. Everything connected with the the Red Army victory in World War II has to be destroyed. And all that other stuff. Yeah. And in the middle of Moscow, 
There is a Kievskaya metro station filled with murals of Ukrainian people in traditional clothing. Okay, so that that makes a lot of sense to me, especially after what after hearing Vladimir Putin talk about this, like inexorable link between the Ukrainian people and the Russian people. I mean, they're essentially the same. And it was like an artificial division that was produced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we go if we go back then to Russia in general, another thing foreign people ask me, okay, well, where's the bad neighborhood in Moscow mm-hmm. or in Russia in general or in City X in Russia? There isn't. Mm. This whole idea of there being a bad neighborhood or a ghetto or doesn't exist. It just doesn't. And one thing, man, as someone from the ghetto, that's real nice. Yeah, that's really freaking nice, man. So I think the closest I've seen to a ghetto, there's there's this channel that I subscribe to on YouTube. Mm. It's called uh, Vasily in the Hay. He was like a stunt man who has oh. a bunch of money and he goes to like these Russian villages, ba- basically where wow. people are are uh, disabled or they might be like infirmed or like mentally yeah. disabled in some way. Basically, they can't work and they're just living in poverty. And he'll like yeah. b- buy them stuff and like, you know, and, and help them out. But I mean, it, even those places don't seem dangerous. I mean, it's just like people who are down on their luck yeah they're they're more depressing rather yeah. than dangerous yeah you definitely, know yeah uh yeah so that's one of the things that's really just nice about living here is you is there's just so much well there's a lot of bureaucratic bullshit the whole russian bureaucracy thing that the uh, stereotype is true yeah as we were discussing earlier but yeah there's just so much less just bs and so and you know what besides uh, with the exception of downtown moscow there is a bit of a freak show there uh, in fact the government's actually sort of considering certain measures because if uh, the lgbt movement has been declared extremist if you wear lgbt gear are you also an extremist so they're kind of discussing how if we're going to have a sort of a dress code in russia in the future uh, but even regardless if you aren't down in downtown moscow and you travel across the country Everyone is so normal. It is amazing. Well, I, it is I an saw amazing it. feeling. I saw people getting off the subway in Tucker's video, and like I was like, "Wow!" It's like everybody's totally normal. Like nobody yeah. was whacked out in any fashion. And you know, no. also there were there were no junkies on the streets. There was no people, uh, you know, uh, spray painting or throwing trash on the ground. Even I mean, it was like mm-hmm. everybody was respectful. And that was yeah. so unusual. I mean, I've been to New York a couple of times and, you know, somebody will stab you if you look at them wrong. Yeah, New York is an unfun place. Uh, yeah. You know, I was just talking to someone. They're like, my sister wants to move to New York. I'm like, what? What benefit? Especially if you're a Russian person. No one's going to want to hire you or deal with. I, I don't know. I don't uh, quite understand it. But you, um, you can get marketing a five, is a powerful drug. You can get a 500 square foot studio for six grand a month, I hear. Yeah. Oh, well, that's one thing. Here's something. Let me just say something for the sake of honesty. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that's the worst about Russia. Okay. The number one thing that I think is a, a major problem with Russia is uh, no matter what you do, your salary sucks. Okay. Um, although Russia has employment out the wazoo, we have like one of the lowest unemployment levels in the world. And that's not like fake statistics. It's real. There's uh, there's just n- way more jobs than there than there are people in Russia. And that's another part of the demographic crisis. And uh, why Russia wants to have a lot more babies and stuff, because there's just not enough people here to do what needs to be done. So that's kind of cool. But at the same time, all everyone's salary sucks. So that's why even though, like, basically, what I do is sort of the equivalent of being like some kind of like, I don't know, Judge Napolitano, maybe sort of level person if okay. you, when he was on Fox. Yeah. And how much did he make? Probably half a million a year, something if like that. More, Whereas you know. I, what I said, if not more. Thousand. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, dude, like, you know, I, I, I make a pittance compared to that. 
but I still do okay. But I have to work multiple jobs and be an independent contractor and do this, that, and the other. Um, and, uh, yeah. So like if you were an American electrician, like even though I know things are getting more expensive, let's just say an American electrician in the nineties, let's go back in time. Okay. To the nineties, you could definitely have a family on that. Sure. You could. Whereas in Russia, you're like, that is, you know, probably uh, not happening you're 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 not uh, you're going to be real uh living real thin but then again um certain things in russia are easier because you know we have the whole socialized medicine thing which kind of makes life a little bit easier but there's still private clinics thank goodness uh, i much prefer the private system um so, and Tim, before, before you uh, yeah, go on just, what hmm? what is it about that phenomenon you're describing that that produces that effect. I mean, why does everyone's salary suck? I mean, is that because people are just not getting paid with their worth? You know, you hear a mm. lot about like Russian oligarchs. I mean, I imagine it's the same as the American oligarchs that I frequently harp on here on the show. But I mean, are, they seem to be doing OK. I mean, there's clearly wealth in Russia. I mean, you've definitely got yeah, yeah. A, an elite class. So where well, is the money? There's a few factors. Um, probably the, one of the simplest ones is that productivity here is extremely low. You know, there are cultures on this planet where people work very hard, and in Russia, people are hardly working. Okay. Um, and that's one of the reasons why the government created a lot of programs where, for example, uh, if you work for yourself up to a certain fairly large amount of money, you can say, I'm self-employed, and you pay 4% taxes, and that's it. Okay. And in Russia, be the federal taxes get distributed, so there's no state taxes, there's no local taxes, you're paying 4% if you work for yourself. And that's, that's pretty amazing good. because when Russians work for themselves, they work hard when they work for other people, uh, you know, uh, like I, the same joke I just made, but this is really how it is, is it's like, you know, in America, you occasionally take a smoke break, whereas in Russia, you occasionally take a work break from smoking. And that is literally how it is. <laughs> no one does shit. Because I even did an interview with one guy who uh, was saying, wow, every, all the girls at my university, they're here like 10 hours a day in the office, 12 hours a day. I'm like, yeah, because their productivity is zero. It's all chit-chatting, smoking, gossiping. So, you know, that's a, a real part of the problem. So, But I don't think that's the only reason. Um, I think also due to communism, there's a, ironically, there's a complete uh, lack of appreciation um, for ask. labor. Because uh, if you talk to really rich people, again, the rich people, it's like they're kind of in their own universe, and they don't really know what stuff is worth, mm -hmm. you know? And also, there's the um, Russian uh, humility, which is something Russians are sort of usually proud of, is that if you're a real Russian person, you're supposed to be very humble like Christ was, okay. so you're not really supposed to ask for more. So in some ways, that's kind of an advantage being an American. I can be the dick who can be like... Yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pay me more. <laughs> you know. Um and also a lot of people don't know how to negotiate. Oh here, if you're ever negotiating with Russians, yeah. they'll say, How much do you want for this? Don't answer. Have them answer. Why? Because their answer will always be more or less the maximum that they'd be able to pay you anyways. And if you answer and the answer is high, you are greedy, Western or disgusting. Because remember, our American stereotype here is that we're greedy. Yeah. So you offend them because you're being a stereotype. Or if you put the, the, the bar too low, well, then you screw yourself over. Yeah. So always have them tell you how much they're going to pay you because they won't pay you any more than that. There is no like <laughs> dance of the salaries. <laughs> that does, that's not really a thing here either. Oh, God. So, yeah. Um, 
yeah so that i think they're those are kind of the factors um and two well like the rich guys uh they're but they're a little bit different uh, one thing that putin said in his recent um uh state of the union address was that the elite in russia is it has completely changed uh since the 1990s and since the war started and a, a lot of them left uh you know a lot of the rich guys here are a bit more like uh who would be the american equivalent okay I'll put it this way. One time we uh, we went onto an island where there were a bunch of buffalo and security guards came were like, "Hey, some rich guy bought this island and he put those buffalo here to shoot, goddammit. Don't scare them and kill them. Apparently they could get heart attacks from being scared." You know, that that's more the kind of rich guy there is now. I got to have my special hunting island with buffalo and I'm going to pay security guards to live on it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So so just uh, fantastically disgustingly wealthy they can do whatever they want yeah yeah there there definitely are uh i don't mind uh, to be honest that's one thing man i don't uh, i don't have a problem with social hierarchy sure because i think it's going to exist no matter what you do yeah uh, it existed in the soviet union just they sort of eliminated more of the financial side but there was an access hierarchy so there was like the well uh this guy at the top uh he gets to have the uh boots made in czechoslovakia this person at the bottom has only access to whatever boots eventually make their way to Timbuktu. Sure. So th- there's kind of no way around that. And uh, I think it's more a matter of not trying to get rid of the existence of an elite, but to bring them sort of under control. And, uh, hey, you know, uh, I'm the son of a pretty hardcore hunter, so I, I can't complain about wanting to have your own Buffalo Island. I, I agree with you. I think that, you know, there, that obviously, if you work hard for your money, you uh, produce a product or you produce a service, something mm. that, you know, obviously benefits humanity and yourself. You deserve to reap the, the rewards of that. What's funny to me is that the fantastically, disgustingly wealthy here in America will just buy their own island on which they can rape children. I think you're in a much better situation there (laughs) i shall tell you one thing uh he he, i i i i'm pretty sure i could say before god himself that uh uh, the the buffalo had a very different fate absolutely to the epstein island children but yeah that's one thing that is a difference here one thing that might be the salvation of russia is yeah some of the rich people here are can be kind of um let's just say not the best. Well, I'll put it this way. The thing that's scary is their kids. But a lot of the rich guys here are actually pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've met a lot of them. And in fact, uh, probably the one of the very first people to get sanctioned uh, in, in the new wave of sanctions, not the ones that came from the Soviet Union, is Konstantin Malafeyev, the media mogul who started Sargrad TV, Russia's uh, sort of, you know, most popular uh, Christian, pro-life, pro-human uh, news portal. And uh, he's the major organizer of many uh, events. And I wouldn't be surprised if he had uh, his uh, hand touching very gently on this whole uh, Tucker Carlson thing, or maybe this is some people who know him. So, like, you know, we have uh, our most famous billionaire here is working towards Christianizing Russia. Mm-hmm. And bringing good morals to people and building a better society, yeah, uh, unlike totally you know different. the woke crowd. It's <laughs> totally so, different. Yeah, that's, oh, good yeah. lord! Um, so <clears throat> with um, okay, so the one of the things that I thought was really uh, astounding, okay, like a, a real eye opener, uh, was the interview in the interview with Putin. I mean, it presented him as a really like level-headed and rational person. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think for myself and my audience, we knew that he wasn't some 
crazy despot who was like wild eyed and running around Moscow looking for people to shoot in the back of the head and stuff into a mass grave. You know, mm-hmm. but, you know, I imagine that there are plenty of Americans out there who saw that interview and said, oh, my God, you know, not only is he reasonable, but he's clearly thought out what it is they're doing in Ukraine and why it yeah. is. You know, the United States, it's like, you know, hey, we make up some bullshit uh, about yeah. protecting democracy and then we go into a nation that's already established and uh, and and doesn't really have any sort of, like, you know, dire circumstances. Mm-hmm. Like, let, let's take Libya, for example. You know, L- Libya, yeah. the Lockerbie bombing, obviously terrible, okay? But, like, you know, Libya had atoned. It was welcomed back into the sort of global system uh, and and, uh, and then Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama decided, you know what, we're going to take him out. Libya was the, the most stable country in the entire continent of Europe. And they With went in Africa, there. But yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The continent of Africa. Sorry. Yeah. Continent of Africa. I knew that. I don't know why that came out of my mouth. It's all right. But um, so, yeah, it, it was the it was the most stable country in Africa. And uh-huh. Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama decided that they needed to go over there and destroy him. And now there's open slave markets there. Uh, it, the country's a mess. It's never recovered. You know, I'm sure you are aware that there was a, a, a great water distribution project that, that uh, Muammar yeah. Gaddafi had been working on for something like 60 years. It was about yeah. to open up and it was about to make the, the entire area of Africa fertile so that people could mm. grow their own food. You know what that does? That takes them off of the dependence of those Western nations that ended up oh, destroying yeah. them. Uh, he was also about to uh, implement a, uh, a, a, a a new gold-backed currency, and he was going to be offering yeah. it to African nations. Uh, so, you know, uh, what, what yeah, he, Putin... He committed all the cardinal sins. Yes, all the cardinal <laughs> sins. So, what else was astounding to me was to see the opinion of Russian people of Americans. You know, I mean, it was like uh, every single one of them was like, oh, yeah, I love Tucker Carlson. I love America. You know, it, it, it really showed that there is this like chasm between the two nations. And so yeah. I guess my ultimate question is we have a lot of propaganda here about Russia and, you know, Russian people. I mean, a lot of people on the left at this point are like Putin is Hitler and all the Russians are evil and we just need to kill all of them. But clearly mm. there isn't something of the equivalent happening in Russia. Uh, no. And one thing you have to also understand is maybe someone in the audience is like, wait, how do people know who Tucker Carlson is? He's done, uh, like an English for the most of his career has been on Fox news, uh, as like a, you know, a commentator. How, how the hell would they know about that? Because everything that Russians like and sometimes don't like gets translated. Mm -hmm. So like Tucker Carlson, Alex Jones, well, of course, Trump, um, Ron Paul, to an extent, Rand Paul, but a much lesser extent, a lot of these uh, really um, dynamic uh, conservative figures within the United States, uh, everything they do and say gets translated into Russian, okay. everything. And so that's where they can have a following from. Like, I think probably one thing Tucker Carlson had to be surprised is, uh, you know, just how many people here know exactly who he is and what he has to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was probably, you know, if you were walking around in Namibia and everyone was like, oh, man, Red Bill 78. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah. You'd be like, wait, what? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. So th- there's there's reasons to all this. OK, so but um, I think I kind of didn't answer your question. What was it again? Well, no, I mean, uh, just it, it, just commentary on the fact that there's all this propaganda, you know, against Russia and the Russian people here, uh, particularly I mean, on the left. But there doesn't seem to be any sort of analog within Russian media. 
Well, yeah, because like the thing is, is it's, it's a little bit different. There's this, um, there, there are some Russian equivalents to some of the stupid stuff we, we, we do in America, but this like desire to like, uh, blow up everyone or nuke Iraq or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't really get, um, a, a lot of that because people understand that it'd just be a nuclear war and that's the end of everything. But of course, people are really unhappy with U.S. foreign policy towards of Russia course, since the end of the uh, Cold War, which you could hear in Putin. And one of the things that was good about Putin is he was visibly annoyed when he was ta- talking about all that, which was good, because usually Russians are too polite, and and, and, uh, and uh, Putin kind of walked out there like the cool heel uh, from your WWE wrestling and just was like, slapped the microphone out of... Uh, <clears throat> carlson's hand and said look i'm going to tell you 30 minutes of russian history because it's the background of all this and i don't care what you think mm-hmm. so i really like the way he delivered that message me too uh was 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 very good uh for an american audience but anyways uh yeah there really isn't a, a sort of there really isn't i don't even know how to put it this way i think russia's kind of really survived on a sort of like whatever man kind of way of doing stuff and so yeah you don't really get that also there's a lot of people in russia who've been overseas and all that and i think that that helps Mm -hmm. like people here even during a war go to vacation in egypt and thailand and a lot of people have been to america and i'll be you'd be surprised but there are so many people who just are like when can we get this over with so i can go take my paris vacation Well, I was telling you before the show, like just before all of this uh, popped off between Russia and Ukraine, I got invited to be part of like a cross-cultural podcaster exchange through the Russian Mm. Duma, which is what, to my understanding, it's like the the Russian parliament or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And so I was really excited about that. Like, I've never traveled. You know, I didn't even have a passport. I was like, sweet, I just got to get a passport. But then, you know, this started happening. They banned mm-hmm. RT. They banned Sputnik. You know, they, yeah, they, yeah. they're not allowing any messaging from Russia to come in here. And so, you know, my my uh, fiance and my mother were like, you're not going to Russia right now. You're just going to have to wait until all of this is over. And so that was a bummer to me. Uh, but, you know, I was really looking forward to that because, I mean, I, I had everything that we saw in that interview – I sensed from afar, like just being able to follow what I could within Russia, you know, and, you know, you had mentioned that you have a, a, a travel channel. There, there's this guy that I that I watched that used to travel through Russia doing travel videos. His name is Balden Bankrupt. Well, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got in trouble for sneaking into a, a, a spaceport in Kazakhstan, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And uh, and they, yeah. they, they banned him from the country forever, which is a real shame because he did so many great videos. But, you know, mm-hmm. the, one of the, the awesome things about the, the trips that he would do is that he would go to, you know, all of these places. You know, you, you see something about Russia and it's like St. Petersburg, Moscow, you know, yeah. uh, you know, you hear about Siberia, you know, but I mean, like, it's a big freaking place and there's a lot of other cities and there's a. You know, just I'm fascinated personally with the old Soviet era and how that has survived to a degree within the current Russian state, the Russian Federation. And, you know, it's like here, like we see the left now rushing to erase history, like tear down all the statues that have anything to do with the Civil War, even American presidents who, you know, they, they want to get rid of Abe Lincoln. He's the guy who freed the freaking slaves. And yeah, yeah. Uh, and in Russia, you know, they didn't tear all that stuff down. It's almost like we need to remember so that this shit doesn't happen again. Do you get that? Well, yeah, and also it becomes a bit uh, like just like with the stuff of the tearing down the the um, uh, statues in the south, it becomes unnecessarily uh, divisive. Mm-hmm. It's kind of one of these things where 
that's what happened. That's the way it was. Let's just kind of leave it and move on. But you also have to remember that um, Russia's hit, remember, oh, please, it's like Russian history looks a lot different in Russia than it does in the West. It's kind of like the difference between how uh, you and your audience sees American history versus how the, uh, what's it called, the 1620 Project, oh, yeah. uh, woke nutcases, how they see American history, right? They're t- two completely different versions of reality. And in a lot of ways, that's kind of the way Russians uh, see things here. And one of the big missions that Putin said was he was, uh, there was when I first got here, uh, he was the the government and especially Putin and more ideological people because Putin's actually not ideological. Hmm. People can't believe that. But I think he almost orders ideology like a pizza. He's like, I don't know what I want, but it better taste good. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, like you, you the, the, the Russia could be considered to be, you know, at this point, 30 years old the modern Russia, the sort of Western-style democracy Russia. And the the people who are more in the intellectual sphere were like, no, 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 no. We have to find a way to make modern Russia and Soviet Russia and the imperial Russia all this blur into one big continuous history. It is all Russia uh, going through different forms. Right. And that's the version of history that you heard from Putin during the Tucker Carlson interview, is that it's all one thing. And that's another reason why there's a giant monument in St. Petersburg of uh, some of like the biggest flags in the world. They're not the biggest, but some of the biggest flags in the world where they're right next to each other. It shows the current Russian flag, the sort of democracy flag, mm-hmm. the Soviet mm-hmm. flag, and the imperial flag. Wow. That's why that exists. I mean, it, th- this is another one of the reasons why I would love to go to Russia is just because there is, you know, thousands of years of history essentially to draw from. And yeah. because of the size of it, I mean, there's so many other unique subcultures that all seem to still exist. You know, one of the kind of tenets of America that I had always been taught was that this was the melting pot. You know, we had people coming yeah. from all over the world, but I mean, they came here and they became American. And, you know, those cultures, at least at one time in the past, would still be a part of who you were, but, you know, mm-hmm. kind of less so as you, you move through the generations and then you become this, you know, kind of one people. But it, it just from watching these videos of people traveling through different places and I mean, there's there's so many languages, there's there's so many specific oh, yeah. cultural niches that exist and so much history that that travel back through all of them. It's it, it, it's just super fascinating to me. I love it. And I love history. Oh, yeah. And that's because Russia was um actually organized in a bit different oval way, which unfortunately for the United States, that's not the way because basically uh, the United States expanded. um And uh, unfortunately, due to diseases, a lot of the Indians, yes. you know, didn't quite make it. Whereas when Russia expanded over time, it brought in a lot of people to it. But those people kind of stayed where they were. And that's where all these semi-autonomous republics come from. That's where your Chechens come from, mm-hmm. your Tivins, your um, uh, Yakuts, all these different ethnic groups are fighting in the Donbass. They each have their own ethnic republic. And one of the big differences, again, between Russia and America, not to bring up the bad days of America, but remember, uh, like, the whole segregation thing. Everyone's separate but equal but then a black guy in the south is like okay uh so we're separate but equal but why do i pay my taxes to a white guy in washington if i commit a crime the judge is white the cops show up they're white nah, nah, nah. well if you're in chechnya if you commit a crime the cops who show up are chechen mm-hmm. you you know pay taxes through they're federal but they go via the chechen mm-hmm. tax service the leader of the chechen republic uh 
Kadyrov is, you know, ethnically Chechen. You see what I mean? Sure. <laughs> How it's yeah. a little bit easier to be in a multi-ethnic society when you can, you know, you you can go to school using the Chechen language if you want. Mm-hmm. You see. Uh, and that's like the big, big, uh, difference, uh, of like how Russia solved its diversity problem, uh, compared to the United States. Whereas unfortunately, the United States has this weird thing where it's like the key, uh, minority in the United States would be Africans, right? But it's more like African people went to all the cities and there's not like, there's not like some sort of African state in the right, union that right. could have its own special sort of rules or uh, way of doing things like like there are in russia sure so yeah definitely um so i want to get back to the uh some, something else from that tucker carlson interview the uh when mm-hmm. he was going to different places and you know kind of showing you know what's available what the cost is and you know that's uh, obviously groceries that's something that everybody needs i mean that that was realistic because i saw some reporting afterwards that was like no no tucker went to the one grocery store in moscow that had anything to offer and every other place you go it's basically threadbare and there isn't enough food there i i, I feel uh, like that's total propaganda but i just want to get it on record from somebody okay who's usually i try to be a little bit more you know balanced or hear on other sides but no that's complete bs uh the, no you can go anywhere like dude the, the video i just uh, my pro, um, uh, editor just released today of chukotka uh, which is like the part of uh, Russia that's like uh, opposite of Alaska, where you can see American territory from oh, yeah. it. Yeah, the stores there are full. Wow. Okay, dude. Like, uh, no, there's no the whole Russia's become a food producing titan. Uh, in terms of food, yeah, Russia's got no problem. Why things are so expensive in the stores, uh, by Russian, in their opinion, uh, you know, is, is, is kind of a mystery. Because, of mm-hmm. course, people want their meager salaries to sort of stretch out farther, as I've complained about. But there is absolutely zero uh, problem with food. Russia is actually a major uh, exporter of food now. Whereas when I came here, it was the opposite. Okay. All right. Is is there anything that you're lacking in Russia that you would be able to have easy access to back home? Because obviously we're in the process, you know, obviously with all these sanctions, you know, the 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 stated goal was to hurt the Russians. But I a lot of us feel that the sanctions have done more to hurt America than anything else. French's Uh, mustard. They don't make French's mustard there. No mustard in Russia. You know what stadium mustard tastes like? Mm hmm. They only make stadium mustard here, so it's uh, so it's a little brown. And I'm spicy. a huge fan of the French's mustard. And it's hard to get. Whenever I see it, I grab it. So, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, there's everything, uh, and a lot of things you'd be surprised what's here. I mean, Heinz ketchup still makes Heinz ketchup. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know how that works, but. Yeah, I mean, there's everything. There's I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of something else. What, what Maybe, about? What, what about like franchises and stuff? Because initially, uh, when we, you know, basically severed ties with Russia and, you know, put all the sanctions into place, I saw pictures coming out of Russia that showed like what was a McDonald's is now something else. They just put a different sign up s- saying that, like, you know, we're, we're not McDonald's anymore. But I mean, uh, obviously, it sounds like American brands are still doing business there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some of them have remained the same, like Burger King has remained the same. Like I just mentioned, Heinz has remained the same. But all like the colas and the soft drinks have all changed. Uh, again, McDonald's changed. Starbucks changed. Um, I'm trying to think of what else would be stereotypically American. Uh, Lay's chips has remained the same which is also a little bit surprising. So it's kind of like half of them made some sort of major change and half of them didn't. Um, and it's kind of hard or even things that were like with, uh, 
Um, there's a French sporting goods store called Decathlon that mm-hmm. left, but the French uh, like equivalent of Home Depot called uh, Lerois Merlin mm-hmm. uh, stayed. And they and but those two companies, I believe, are owned by the same family in France. <laughs> so that's a huge mystery. Like. What's the difference? I guess maybe it's a supply chain issue because obviously one thing Russia can't make anywhere near as much of is like, you know, cheap shorts and stuff that comes from China for the most part. <laughs> Although a lot of clothing is made here, man. A lot of clothing is made here, but nothing compared to China. So, so, so maybe with a, cause I'm saying at a, at a, like if you go to a, like the Russian Home Depot, almost everything there's made in Russia, like yeah. 80 to 90% of it. So maybe that's the difference, but I don't know. So, um, so about those American restaurants that like, you know, changed branding, do you think that, I mean, so did somebody else just move in and start producing pretty much the same thing and they changed the name? Or do you think that those companies just changed the branding in an effort to shield the fact that they were still there doing business? Well, I'm going to tell you the burgers at McDonald's have gotten a lot more moist. Okay. Uh, whatever process they used to have meat that has no liquid, like no liquidiness to it, mm-hmm. uh, has gone. So I think they may have gotten better. Yeah. Uh, the French fries also at McDonald's now are very random, like the size and the shape and the taste. So there's a little, it's become a little bit more organic. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to, if you want to dare say that. Well, that's but, great uh, though. I mean, isn't the food, yeah. the food in Russia is, I mean, largely, or I mean, certainly it's not GMO, but I mean, yeah. uh, is it organic in the same way that Americans would think about it? Because I know that there's a lot of things that the Russians do not allow to be applied to food that would yeah, be totally G- GMOs fine. out. Yeah. No, yeah, GMO. that's uh, banned universally. Um, I don't know, but I can tell you one thing. Uh, people usually here don't watch their weight as much. Because uh, <laughs> I think the one thing that's also very scary about the, the, the diet in uh, both Amer- America and England, mm-hmm. I think England has like the worst health standards in the world, is that have you ever met someone who's vegan and fat? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, how's, like, how's that even possible? Well, it's because they're but, eating a lot of processed stuff that is meant to feel and look go. like it's the real thing. But, you know, I mean, if you're if you're like a pure vegan, you're only eating like raw vegetables, then, you know, you're going to be in great shape. Right. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. not going to be a problem. Man. But it's the people who are eating like all of the uh, the gluten free buns and the the the, the veggie patties uh, or, you know, like, you know, whatever that stuff well, is. That's what's going to make them gain weight. Well, let me just try to say something with some in a more scientific way. Bread here gets old. Mm-hmm. Like in America, you I never had to like bread go green, whereas you start living here and in you know in three days it's kind of dry and then in six days it's green. You know what I that's mean? Like that's that's because it has no preservatives though. I mean that's like the yeah. way you're supposed to eat it right away. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's it. Uh, give us uh, this day our daily bread, as they said, because bread had to be made every day. Every um, day. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I would say things definitely rot way faster here. Although, well, obviously, you know, some sort of uh, pres- um, uh, preservatives uh, exist. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you and say that they don't. Uh, there's obviously the d- soft drinks that replaced Coca-Cola and Pepsi mm-hmm. are still soft drinks. Yeah. There's yeah. still a bunch of sugar and flavorings and water and whatever. Uh, but, you know, uh, I don't want to say that, like, Russians are, like, this crazy health-conscious people. But, you like, you saw the videos from Tucker Carlson, which, again, was, like, a revolution mm-hmm. because this ultra-famous person was finally able to show the realities of just what does it look like on the street. Yeah. There's a lot less overweight people. Yeah. So whatever we're doing here is at least six, seven out of ten good in terms of what food is is in the stores and how it's produced um, and all that. 
Well, my, I mean, my kind of, uh, uh, you know, process when I'm choosing food is to get food that is as natural and unprocessed as possible. And, yeah. you know, I think that if you're eating real food, whole ingredients and something that hasn't been overly chemi- uh, chemically induced or, or reduced down to something else, then you're probably going to be okay. I mean, I am in good health and I'm 46 years old, but, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, uh, in America, you know, everything has chemical preservatives in it. And like fruits and vegetables, yeah. Lisa is constantly, she's always like, how can this still be good? You know, we like, we bought these oranges like a month ago and they looked like they just did the same as they did the day that we got them. It's yeah. because they irradiate the fruits and vegetables here. Like they actually shoot it with radiation to kill off those microbes that would otherwise be eating it and breaking it down. And so that's why things last so long. Same with milk. You get uh-huh. a gallon of milk. When I was a kid, you had to drink that milk within a week, right? I mean, like yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd get to that sixth day and you'd be smelling it. You're like, I don't know if I should do this, but I really want some cereal. But now you got a gallon of milk and it lasts for like a month. You know, it never yeah. goes bad. But when it does, you know, it's pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's like, and also with milk too, it's a little bit of a choice. I mean, uh, like, you know, they have the milk that's in like a carton where you can... Heck, you could probably bury it in the ground and get it out of the ground later. As long as you didn't open it initially, it'll be good for a long time. And then there's the milk where it's in a plastic bottle and uh, it's all, you know, more organic and it'll rot after, I don't know, six days or whatever it would be, uh, even if the cap is still on. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's, you know, there's definitely there's also a scale. It's not like everything in Russia is completely done one way. Oh, for sure. I mean, I I would imagine. I mean, none of these things are absolutes. I mean, I I get I do get organic fruits and vegetables because i mean we live down here in florida so i mean there's plenty of area to grow it you know i mean i'm oh well here's something your viewers might like about about that is one of the things in russia is if you own a house you can do as much gardening as you want oh great it's not like in america where where if how dare you put cucumbers on your front lawn we're calling the police yeah that doesn't exist here your land is your land you know That's what great. I mean? It's uh, you can if you want to m- abs. I've seen a lot of Russian people who absolutely maximize mm-hmm. and they garden their entire yard, like yeah. the entire thing. So it's yeah, there's smart. a. It's a, one thing that's really nice is there's a lot less of this like zoning regulation crap. Oh, it's wonderful. Okay, uh, I want to before we're, we're almost running out of time here, but before we go, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, the the medical treatment. So obviously there yeah. is the socialized medicine that's you know there, there's going to be pluses and minuses to that, uh, but then you've got you know private practices. But from what I understand, there is a uh, a different idea about medicine in Russia. Like I mean, in mm-hmm. terms of like you know, let's talk about cancer specifically. I mean, like if you get cancer here in America, they're going to put you on chemo. You may live longer. It's probably going to suck and, you know, you're going to wish you were dead Uh, or you you might beat it. And then, you know, 20 years later, you get it again. But from what I understand, there are some different treatments that you can get in Russia that would perhaps affect you differently. I mean, have you any experience with that? Uh, unfortunately, I myself uh, have not. Uh, oh, not so, getting cancer, well, but I mean, like, you know, yeah, friends and neighbors. Ex- I, that, I can't really answer that particular question. I can tell you one thing, that Jordan Peterson came to Russia to get a series of treatments during some sort of problem he was having because he couldn't get them anywhere else. He was um, he got addicted to uh, uh, anxiety medication. Oh, yeah, why? yeah. And he couldn't get off of it. And every every place that he went to, the only thing they would do would be to detox him, you know, just cold turkey. And that's an uncomfortable thing if anybody here has ever had to go through that. But but yes, from what I understand, there was some specialized treatments that were only available in Russia. And now he's sober and, you know, he's totally got his, his stuff back together. 
Yeah, I wouldn't exactly say going to Russian hospital is pleasant, but I can tell you one thing that really works good here is emergency services. Mm-hmm. Like if someone needs to, like the, the ambulances come so quick, you don't have to pay for it. Uh, they're very professional. So I'll put this way. If it's an emergency situation, the, uh, the hospitals here are, mwah. if you got a bullet in your leg, they're going to get you they're on that ambulance. They're going to take that bullet out. You're not going to pay anything and you're going to keep your leg. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're real good at that kind of stuff. When it comes to sort of like chronic problems, then everything is, uh, not as good. Yeah. Uh, with the, the, the chronic issues, they can easily identify them, but then doing something about it is a whole other thing. I can tell you myself that, uh, I had my appendix removed here and it cost me nothing and I'm still alive. Uh, one of my fingers doesn't function anymore because I broke it right good. You know, the kind where it's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, hanging off at yeah. like a 45 degree angle. Oh. Uh, yeah. so the doctor is at least good enough to sort of retach it so it looks normal, uh, and kind of functions. Uh, so yeah. So, yeah. But on the other hand, uh, one of the reasons that I'm missing one tooth from American football is because I had a botched root canal, which mm. made the tooth die. And then one day, um, you know, playing American football, I got hit and I could feel that like the kind of, uh, that was that thing called the, the, the rut. It's not, it's, uh, not, not, oh my gosh, the filling. Yeah. The filling kind of cracked on it and it cracked and the tooth is like solid black on the inside. Oof. So, you know, minus one tooth due to negligence. So I have to be honest about that. But the whole appendix thing was nice, man. Because, dude, when I was there in agony at home, I was like, you know what? I even thought to myself, I don't want to call the ambulance. or I don't want to go to the hospital. But you know what? I, I came to this country for a different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Let's try this. Beep, beep. Mm-hmm. Those were back in the push button phone days. Yeah. <laughs> and you were fine. Well, that's it's good. Yeah. It's definitely good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So if if... Let, let, we're going to end the show here, you guys. Just so everybody knows, I'm going to be on Liberty Den on Badlands at 1030. So that's why we're going to be cutting it uh, close tonight. And also because uh, uh, Tim was 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 kind enough to stay up all night uh-huh. to do this show. So I hope you go and get some sleep, buddy. But, um, you know, at the end of the show, I always like to ask my guests what they would really wish that the audience would take away from our conversation. You know, what would you really want people to know about your life, life in Russia, and what they can expect? Things here are stunningly normal, and they're going in the right direction. Um, and I don't mean to be, again, I don't want to be a, a, an America hater, because I'm not. Sometimes we make some jokes about America, sure. hee-hee, we pokey. We could poke at our country of origin if we want. But I'll tell you one thing, and this is this is something your audience will agree with. My entire life, as someone who was born in 1981, it feels like America has been shooting itself in the foot over and over and over again the wealthiest country in the world has this uh we've had we've had hollywood we've had uh the tech industries america's achieved so much and yet just has to destroy itself Mm -hmm. and in russia you have the opposite feeling every year things get better if you talk to someone you're like wow remember how things used to be 10 or 15 years ago yeah everything sucked back then it's exact opposite and it's a real pleasant feeling. And um, I would r- really advise everyone to try to see not just Tucker Carlson's videos, but videos from all sorts of normal people uh, about Russia. And you'll be like, wow, this place is pretty, pretty freaking normal. Yeah. You know, so and, and you know, to that end, uh, obviously, we're going to uh, we're going to jab at all of the things that need to change. And, you know, yeah. the American people are amazing. You know, this country in and of itself is, you know, a thing of beauty. The problem is the corrupt and failed 
elite establishment government, those people who yeah. are using America as some sort of uh, you know source of personal gain to the detriment of all of those beautiful people that make up this this world. And you know, I would love nothing more than to be able to uh, establish you know proper relations with Russia again. And one of the biggest takeaways for me from that interview, and and I'm hoping for all the people who hadn't thought about it like this before, is is that for decades. Russia has been trying to maintain those proper diplomatic relations and even more than Absolutely. that, to create a relationship that thrives, that can be mutually beneficial. And the government of the governments of the United States over those last several decades have very clearly, very obviously kind of marginalized Russia and done what it could to maintain that boogeyman status. You know, it's like when I was growing up, you know, the the specter of communism, the the idea that, you know, we were just, you know, 10 seconds away from a, pop, a possible thermonuclear extermination. You know, that was really real. And then when the Berlin Wall fell and communism ended, I thought, you know, this is an opportunity. And, and I just thought it, for sure, for sure, we're, we're now going to get these relations and everything is going to be better for everybody. And it was quite clear that uh, they they always needed a boogeyman. You know, there had to be something, yeah. you know, after Russia. I, I don't even know what, what it was. I mean, obviously, terrorism, well, the, you know. Yugoslavia. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. You know, and what we did in Yugoslavia. Oh, my God. You know, Yugoslavia and Serbia. And uh, I mean, like we really, really messed that that place up as a result. Uh, OK, mm-hmm. so let me go through these uh, uh, donations over here on the foxhole. Uh, thanks again to NX17. Appreciate you. Thank you to NetFolks. One and Sean Joe and Tamar Growl, also EO2 Dave and uh, Filter Dog One. Thank you for the shades. Uh, Empress, good to see you dropping some gold pills. Just Josie says, interesting guest. And Raisin Kane, thank you very much for the can. So, you guys, I have linked uh, one of Tim's YouTube channels down below, but I've also passed out the other two YouTube channels and his Rumble channel. So, I'm going to do that real quick once more before we go, and then I'm going to be adding all of them into the description of this video because mm-hmm. I want to make sure that you guys can find all of them. If you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, uh, then just go down to the description and you'll be able to find all of these. And Tim, I hope that you can come back uh, in the future and we can do this again. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then um, hopefully oh, we yeah. can uh, we'll be able to take calls next time and we can have uh, the audience ask you about your life in Russia. And what, yeah, uh, sure. What Maybe a couple think. people want to rip into me. That'll be fun. Oh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I think I think the audience the, the audience is. Uh, it knows. I mean, uh, somebody named Kelly was in the chat earlier, and they had said that they were just uh, they were going to move to Russia, or they they had considered oh, moving to Russia, oh. or something like that. And cool, uh, cool. and so I, I know that a lot of people here we feel uh, a kinship with the Russian people, and we know right. that Vladimir Putin isn't some crazy despot, and uh, certainly not when you compare him to someone like Joe Biden. Uh, we've had cr- some corrupt governments. Here in this country, and a lot of people do uh, kind of uh, uh, jab at Vladimir Putin for being this, you know, e- eternal leader. Um, but hey, there's something to be said for stability. So, yeah, yeah. All, All right, right. Well, we'll talk about that next time. A- excellent. Uh, I'm going to pass out these gold pills. Don't forget, I will be live on the Liberty Den with uh, John and Kate and Jatriot here in about a half hour. So join us if you want to uh, continue the conversation. And other than that, I'll be back tomorrow night. At 9 p.m. with my guest, who I will go ahead and tell you right now, that is going to be, uh, that's going to be, oh, Matthew Reif uh, from uh, the Reif 
the Rife Company. He's going to be mm-hmm. here tomorrow at nine, and then I'm also going to be live on uh, Planet 412, uh, Matt Emch's channel, channel at seven p.m. I'll share that link tomorrow. So thanks again, Tim. Appreciate you being here. Thank you to everybody at home. Good luck and God bless. We'll see you next time.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.